It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on Locked On Thunder podcast on today's show. We're going to dive into your questions from Twitter about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everything from where they're going to make their big move, this year's rotation, SGA's improvement, and so much more. Also, the Thunder play the Pelicans tonight. We'll talk about that game and so much more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. It's proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's the unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends over at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. We're going to dive into your questions from Twitter about this Thunder team, about future Thunder teams, and everything else regarding Thunder basketball. I'm Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod, and also email the show if you don't have Twitter, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, let's dive into your questions and then talk about the Pelicans game. Then we'll be back again tonight to recap the Pelicans game from tonight. So this is Locked on Thunder, a daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe for free on all platforms. That way you never miss an episode because we're here for you every single day talking Thunder basketball. The first question. So some of these questions uh, will be almost predated a little bit because I put this question out uh, during halftime of the Lakers game, the SGA logo Lakers game, uh, thinking that we wouldn't have much to say about that game because at that time it was looking pretty bleak. And then, of course, they had the miraculous comeback. And so that spin up the whole episode, talking about the comeback and SGA's development and things like that. Monday we had the Spurs, uh, just the Spurs comeback and win. So we talked about that all day on Monday. So now I do want to kind of get to these questions and make sure 
uh, that we answer them because a lot of you sent them in. So I want to make sure to answer them. But the first one comes from at uh, AT Lives. And he says, why doesn't Oklahoma City trade some crappy picks for their uh, from their stacked uh, draft pick capital for Marvin Bagley? I think he's, his ability to run the rim and finish would be appreciated by Giddy and SGA. So with the Thunder, it's clear that they don't think any of their draft picks are crappy. And, and uh, I, I think that with second-round picks right now, it, it doesn't mean much, but whenever this team's trying to contend again, being able to stack three or four second-round picks is how you get somebody uh, of George George Hill's caliber, which can really try to put you over the edge for your bench unit and things like that whenever they seem to be competing. And so, so the Thunder will not just throw away second-round picks, uh, I assume is what you mean by crappy picks, second-round picks uh, for Marvin Bagley. The roster is also full. And so they're having trouble right now finding minutes for everybody on the roster currently. They have to, they have to either release somebody or trade somebody in that package uh, to open up the spot for Marvin Bagley, then find a way to put him inside of that rotation. Uh, I think that you also have to factor in, you know, Bagley has been off the court a distraction for three years now, winning out of Sacramento. Uh, his dad's involved in that scenario. I think that that's something that Sam Presti is not really afraid of, as you saw him sign Langelo Ball before the pandemic and who's going to play for the Blue, and who knows what could have came from that or how many years he would have played for the Blue had the pandemic not hit and kind of washed everything uh, away. I think that for me... I would trade for Marvin Bagley if they only wanted a second-round pick and Gabriel Deck or two second-round picks and Gabriel Deck. Uh, I would take the flyer on him for sure. Uh, I think that you have to do that vetting, though, make sure that it's a place where as long as he's getting minutes, he wouldn't complain or make a make a distraction uh, of the team. Uh, if he wouldn't do that, then I think that you're right, that you know it's worth a flyer because of SGA, because of Giddy and their play styles meshing well with him. And he, and he still has uber talent. Whenever he does get on the floor, he plays particularly well uh, with his athleticism. So – I would like Melvin, Marvin Bagley in Oklahoma City. It's just a matter of two things. Number one, again, you have to trade somebody to get them because the roster is so full or release them. And then number two, I think that the Kings, despite not playing him in their rotation, despite not you know giving him any minutes, despite not wanting him and him not wanting to be there, I think that they so dramatically overvalue Marvin Bagley Jr. or Marvin Bagley III that they're not just going to give him away. They're not just going to give him away for those two second round picks and Gabriel Deck, as crazy as that is. But from everyone I talked to, as of today, they still are trying to get back a first round pick, which is crazy to me. It's insane to me. And that price will likely come down as we get closer and closer, you know, to the deadline. But I just I have no real idea what the Kings are thinking. They're like trying not to admit that they blew it. Remember, because that draft is so loaded and so stacked that with the second overall pick, uh, you, you just can't. You just can't take Bagley there, and they did. Uh, so I would like it, but again, it's kind of a little bit uh, more in-depth than just why, is it, why isn't Sam Presti trading crappy picks. Uh, so that's the answer there. At uh, Sam Brooks, uh, your, init- your initial thought whenever SGA pulled up from the logo. Uh, so when SGA shot that shot, I was stunned. Because in that situation, so much time's on the clock. You're trying to nurse that lead. SGA is such a calculated player and such a by-the-book player. We've talked about this for a year now. SGA had to get inside that superstar mindset of, 
I can do things differently because I am the guy. And he's done a good job off the court and on the court even of not trying to go into that, into that mode. But there's situations on the court where he has to be above everybody else. So I was shocked that he actually did something that was not considered a high percentage you know, kind of play. Because in that scenario, and Mark joked about this after the game, you know, with that much time on the clock, you're not pulling that shot. But he was feeling it. And he's a superstar. And he wants the dagger. So he did it. And so I was, I was shocked. I was happy that he did it. I, I think that, again, even the shot goes out, it's about a process in this scenario. If he misses that shot, I'd still be happy about it because it shows that he is developing that killer instinct. It shows he's developing that aggressiveness. It shows that he's kind of feeling more comfortable as the guy to, to go into game. And he obviously felt good about the shot because he took it. And so I think that with SGA, because he's so calculated, shots like that, while they, in general, as a general basketball rule of thumb, are not considered high percentage shots, you know that he's not going to jack them up willy-nilly. So he must have a gut feeling about something to where you got to trust them. And so that's the biggest thing with Shea is as a superstar, he has immense trust. And there's been stars who are star players, but don't have that trust that they're always going to be able uh, to do the right thing. So I think that the logo shot was awesome from SGA. Uh, The next question comes from at MK325491. Uh, is Ty Jerome back in rotation? It's looking good so far. So Ty Jerome uh, bouncing in and out of the rotation early on this year. I think that he's back in the rotation. I think that I think that he's one of the better uh, offensive players, especially off the bench, to help spark an offense that we've seen will typically stall at some point in the in the game, at some point uh, in the week. You know they're going to stall. So I think that he is for sure going to be a spark plug for this rotation for the rest of the season. So coming up. We'll talk more about uh, how coach manages the power forward and center units. We'll talk more about the minute load for Shea or Giddy. Uh, and then we'll also talk about Baisley, Roby, more Giddy talk, Poku talk, just everything that you can uh, uh, that you can imagine. So we'll talk about all of that coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every single day. And don't forget, we'll be back tonight after the Pelicans game to recap that contest but i do want to say right now about our good friends over at built bar because built bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar go to builtbar.com and use the promo code lock 15 15 off of your next order uh, i love thanksgiving all the good food treats and plenty of them but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar it's the perfect time for built bars built bar is the new holiday dessert feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories. That's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or the raspberry Built Bar instead of raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate on the outside. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving's not coming soon enough, Get a Built Bar or two, or even share some with your family members. Maybe your family members have not had Built Bar yet, and they're so amazing. They're so delicious. You want to put them onto Built Bar. Share some with your family and break the ice at these family gatherings that can uh, get rather awkward sometimes. Uh, so new surprises each month. Also, make sure you go over there to Built.com and check it out because for this month, they'll be releasing a ton of limited time only flavors uh, to kind of 
lift your holiday spirits. It'll be fun. A regularly rotating group of uh, surprises, such as on Sunday. And this is how much that we at Locked On really do love Bilt Bars. On Sunday, they, out of nowhere, on a Sunday night, popped up, uh, you know, popped open the uh, coconut, uh, the, the coconut cream chunk bars. It was sent into every Lockdown DM, and everyone rushes in uh, to go buy those those bars because they're just so great as the limited time only flavor. So make sure you go check that out. And also, there's nothing like a Black Friday Built Bar event. So mark your calendars because this event will have all sorts of surprises and sales that you will not want to miss. So go to Built.com, use the code LOCK15, and you get 15% off of your next order. Built.com, LOCK15, 15% off your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen. Locked On Thunder is here for you every single day, so make it your first listen every single morning. Subscribe for free on all platforms. And let's continue with your listener questions today uh, as we will do a mailbag episode today and then tomorrow we'll recap the game against the New Orleans Pelicans. So the next question is going to be from at Toka Tokafru. I don't know if I said that right, but Timothy is your handle name. Why does Dags pull out JRE and didn't play him against uh, again after his consecutive, uh, consecutive turnover possessions? where uh, he forced a turnover uh, on AD. I think that with Mark, he's kind of been stressing the whole, you know, the whole approach of you, you want to get a good feel for the game in the sense of there's no true rotation. There's no uh, true definition of X player has to play X minutes every single night. So on some nights, X player will not play X minutes. They're going to be fluctuating. So that's number one. Number two, with the young players this year, uh, he's taken a different approach and, and an approach that we didn't get to see last year because of all those other factors, right? Number one, uh, the team just didn't have a ton of depth. Number two, they lost a lot of depth with the trades and with you know, the injury to SGA and the shutting down Al Horford to where he was kind of just forced to play young players no matter what they did, good or bad. And so now with the luxury of a fully healthy roster that has dealt with very few injuries this year, uh, he, he is going to you know, utilize that as a time to teach players to, as he says, eat their broccoli instead of just their Skittles. Uh, I think that Jerry is such a player where these nights, like on uh, last Thursday, are going to be so few and far between that he doesn't get you know, a ton of run uh, or, or, or gets sat down because of maybe a bad possession here or there. Uh, I think that he's going to be very, very sustainable in the NBA. Let's say that. And you're already seeing him get a ton of minutes since that night. He's been really good. Now, the next question comes from at primetime uh, DYL. Both are a big need, but what's more important, a SGA, a power forward, or a center? 
in this offense and in this kind of modern era, but especially in, in, in the way that Mark uses them, they're really the same person. It's almost like, uh, you know, the way that it's classified in college, you know, post players is, is what you would kind of call them offensively, because you're going to see kind of the four, four out one in, you're going to see five out offensive sets. You're going to see interchangeable sets. It's just, I think that the biggest need is just the best player, right? This team, I think, is still not in that stage where you're, you're trying to figure out uh, what what positions will mesh better. And, and that's the beauty of selling the fan base on a positionless style, which is what Sam Presti and Mark are trying to do, uh, and I believe in. I think that this this team is still in that stage where just get top-end players. You do not have enough top-end players to say, ah, we're not going to draft this guy at, you know, because we think that we need a center more. This guy we think is a better player at power forward or at small forward or at shooting guard, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of throw away all those guys for this center because we should we should draft a center because we don't have a center. That that's not how I think that they're gonna view this. I think you take the best player available and, and that you get top end talent and figure it out because that's the beautiful thing about your two top guys right now. Which right now, if you're kind of projecting the future and you're gonna do those lists every single week about who the who the top young players are on this roster right now, it's SGA and Giddy. Well. Those two guys can play around and with anyone. So you still have all your options available because we know in this league, you need three really top guys to do damage. So hopefully they found two of them. We know they found one in SGA. I think that they found one in in Josh Giddy. Uh, And so now you go find the third one. And if that's a, that's a small forward, if that's a power forward, if that's a center, so be it. Right. So just so be it with, with that, position's sake but i would like to see um you know, for sga it's again i think that you know a, a drive and kick partner would be awesome for josh giddy i think that a rim runner would be awesome i think that you know, allowing him to run the pick and roll and also play off that floater where you can throw him a lob you know where you can shoot the floater and just keeps the defenses uh, totally off balance i think that there's really no bad choice for the thunder so at Giddy for Giddy says, what's up with the minutes of no Shea or Giddy? I think that this season is not about trying to maximize your team and trying to maximize your wins. Uh, I think that to do that, you would stagger SGA and Giddy to where they're always on the floor. But it's also about development and growth of the roster long-term. And long-term, you're going to still stagger those guys at times to, to make sure that in certain matchups, you always have a good ball handler out there. But mostly, they're going to play together. They're going to close games together. They're going to start games together. They're going to play tough stretches of games together. They're going to be together. So they got to figure out how to play together. And um, we've seen these great flashes from Josh Giddy, but it's still only been 10 games, and he's never played with a guard, uh, a lead guard, much less a guard like Shea before. So getting them time together, even at the sacrifice of a bad 10-minute stretch from your bench that just can't score, it's well worth it because this is all about the future. It's all about the future uh, at black dolphin five. Are you still high on Baisley or is he heading into the league after the season? I think that with Darius Baisley, it comes down to consistency. I think that with Darius Baisley, uh, he's now shown two straight games that, that are very good. And that if he gets those two games, he'll be a starter in the NBA for a long time. Uh, but he's also had very, 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 very bad games. So it's about consistency. He has this entire year. We knew that from the beginning. That's why I don't understand the outcries early on in the year about benching him or cutting him. We knew coming into the year that you have to 
let him play this year and who's going to play this year. It just made no sense at all. So yes, I'm still high on Basley, but it, it's just, it's just kind of a reside of the fact of it's either consistency that's going to keep him in this league or out of this league. And, and that's just no doubt about that from at uh, Bay Calzetti. I'm, I don't know if I said that right. I'm so sorry, but uh, why isn't Roby playing and does he have a future with the thunder? Roby is redundant with JRE. It's what I've said all along. And so right now in this moment, it looks like they're favoring JRE already as I did in the preseason. Um, but I think that Roby has a future in the NBA. Is it with the thunder? I don't know. I think that these roster spots are so valuable that if you have two guys who do the exact same thing, only one's just slightly better, you pick the one that's slightly better and you move on to fill that roster spot in a different avenue in a different way. So I, I'm not sure if he has a future with the thunder, but he doesn't have a future in the NBA. And this can all change fairly quickly you know, as the season progresses. But as of right now, it looks like they're favoring Jerry as I did in the preseason. And that's kind of where we're standing. So we'll get more giddy talk. We'll get more talk about uh, the Thunder development and core and all the Poku talk in the world. But first, I'd say right now, if I go to friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Betonline.ag is phenomenal. You will want to check them out today at betonline.ag because they have an incredible web interface for the start of basketball season. It's brand new. Prop bets, odds, and lines like number before. BetOnline even remains your number one, so, uh, number one spot for basketball and football action this season. It's fun. It's easy. It's quick. I use it every single day, so make sure you go use betonline.ag uh, and use the code locked on. Our code locked on. We'll get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of these amazing offers at BetOnline, your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, but online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast on Locked On Podcast Network your teams every day. Thank you for making Lock on Thunder your first listen this morning and every single morning. We're here for you every single day. I want to continue our listener questions, but also for your second listen, go check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd gets you right on the fantasy front every day with multiple episodes a day, so go check that out. Now, at Brady Martiand, where does Giddy sit among other rookies? This is a great question. I think that this draft class is historic, as we've been saying for the last calendar year. I think that it's kind of came true so far in that there's a real conversation we had for a ton of these guys. And I think that for for the this specific ranking, take Kate out of it, right? Because Kate has not played enough. Just what we've seen in the actual NBA this year, I think it'd be Mobley, Barnes, and then Giddy, and then Green. And then Cade, but again, take Cade out because of the uh, lack of playing time so far. I'm 
fascinating to see. You know, I have that on my third monitor. I'm fascinated to see the the Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham matchup tonight. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but he's up there. He's right up there among other rookies. But we'll have that talk all season long. That'll be a fun one to follow up with. Now, at Jeremy K. Morton, a lot of Poku playing power forward tonight. I'm wondering if this is sustainable role for him. Uh, yeah, I think that, again, it's just positionless positionless basketball and the, and the actual labels of the positions don't matter. They, they, the Thunder have done a great job of putting them in spots to succeed. Uh, they've done that last year. They've done, done that this year. Uh, on defense, they, they've used him as a, more of a help defender to be able to go to the basket and swat shots. Uh, on offense, he can play anywhere. He can play on the perimeter. He can play as the ball handler. Um, he can do whatever he wants to because of his length and his size. So, yes, I think that Poku getting on the floor is sustainable because I don't really view him as a certain position. I think he's more of a guard, small forward, uh, but if he has that that kind of power forward label on him, even though he's seven feet tall, you still got to look at it as kind of a three-guard, four-guard lineup at that point because of just his skill set. Uh, but the Thunder do a good job, and, and a hat tip to Mark for finding ways and getting creative to put him on the floor and keep him on the floor with his lack of kind of true man-up defense. From at Dave MV360, uh, I've been curious about the Thunder Domino team. Uh, and are, are there any examples of young players we've developed into good rotational pieces that uh, weren't awesome when drafted? Ferg, Diallo, Bays uh, not making strides out of light got me wondering. Uh, well, campaign sucked. I mean, his campaign was very bad in Oklahoma City. And then he became a, a, a pivotal player for the uh, you know Suns in that run. But of course, he went overseas and to the Maverick Summer League, and I think he went to the Bulls Summer League once and the Raptors Summer League once. Uh, so, I mean, he, he kind of bounced around all over the place. Uh, again, I think that Diallo is an interesting player. I think that he's kind of maybe a rotational piece, but he's also not getting any minutes in Detroit right now, which is surprising. Um, you know, I think that it's, it's like anything else where it's kind of boom or bust. I mean, Jeremy Grant was a bust in Philadelphia, came to Oklahoma City, the Thunder developed him in an amazing way, went to Denver, showed what he was able to do, and then got that big contract from, from you know, Detroit. There, there, there's examples of it over the course of time and the course of history. Uh, I think that with, with Baisley, although he's not making the strides you want to see right now, uh, there's obviously room to improve, and he's already improved that over uh, the last few games. And he was also very good in, in the Lakers game that this tweet was kind of based around. Uh, uh, let's see if there's any more questions here. What upside do you see for Isaiah Roby? I think he can be an Anthony Davis level player at uh, Victor underscore OKC. Uh, as I as I replied to you, I don't think he's going to be Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is elite top 1%, uh, but I do think that he can be uh, a, a very quality rotation piece and, and something that I call a high-level rotational player where he's a priority on, on any bench. He's kind of the sixth or uh, seventh player off your bench, and he really helps you try to win basketball games. I think that that's kind of what he can be in the future. I, I also think that that's what JRE can be in the future. So again, it goes back to that just being redundant. Uh, with with Roby, uh, this year is an example of him not getting minutes. It's, it's an example of um, it's example of wrong place more so than wrong player, right? Uh, it's just kind of the circumstances around him. I think that as a player, he's very very good, uh, but as a fit in Oklahoma City, it quickly went from a great fit last year. He's starting to now this year there's just not room anymore because on draft night, as I told you, he is redundant with the JRE. Now, I think that that's all the questions that we had from, from this uh, game. Although we did get one more question from at, I'm so dizzy. Uh, what's your favorite food on Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving food. 
I'd say probably mashed potatoes and gravy, but if that's not a, a true Thanksgiving food, something that you only eat on Thanksgiving, I'll say uh, pecan pie. Uh, so there you go with all the questions from the mailbag tonight. The Thunder play the Pelicans. They'll have every player available except for uh, their two-way contract players, which are Aaron Wiggins and Paul Watson Jr. So that'll be pretty fun to see how they manage a full roster again. And until tomorrow, whenever we recap the game against the Pelicans, go check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball because uh, we are daily podcast network. Lockdown Thunder is daily for free on all platforms. Subscribe to Lockdown Thunder and then go check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.